This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Ken 7 Podcast. Before we crack on, just want to remind you to subscribe and click the bell for notifications uh, so you'll see our future videos. And if you have any comments, please feel free to mention them in the section and I'll get back to you. Liverpool have beaten Spurs in dramatic fashion with a Bobby Firmino goal at the death. Joining me to chat about the game are Sir Kenny and Paul Dalgleish. How are you going, boys? You all right? Good, Gavin. All right, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, smiles, good. Paul. Big smiles. Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. Firstly, Kenny, you were there. What was it like having the fans back in the stadium? Do you know, I don't know whether they've turned up the amplification in there because it just make a lot more noise than 2,000 people can make. Yeah. Either the numbers on the right or the, the loud speakers are working brilliantly. By the way, that's a big statement. It's a big statement that dad living in the house with the girls, the three daughters that you had in that house, the noise they make. Saying that it was more than 2,000 people. If you know the noise that they make, it's a big statement that. Well, I don't remember that. Obviously. I must have been <laughs> It's hard but, to get a word in in that house. It's brilliant when they come out and they're singing You'll Never Walk Alone. And they really, they really did make a, a, a contribution to the game with the atmosphere that brings into the game. And it was, you were just getting a wee bit fed up with no fans being in. So we had the 2000 and, and the, the, the difference they made was marked. So brilliant. It was brilliant just to see them. And I think they sort of took it upon themselves to say, well, we're the forefront. We've got to be a substitute for 56,000 that's normally in here. Let's make plenty of noise. And by the way, they didn't have to seem to enjoy themselves. Hmm. Obviously, they won, but it came right at the death. So they were uh, they were enjoying themselves long before that. I think it was nice as well, Dad, for you know Gerard Hulley's family and friends to see the appreciation. You know, it'd been a it'd been sad if 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 he hadn't been able to see their appreciation. So I think that was a a really nice touch as well. You know, at kickoff, the fans singing his name. Yeah, and also they had some the banners up. For Durant, yeah. Uh, yeah. and for, for the club's point of view, the club invited Tomo along because he sat with uh, in the director's box with uh, because of the, the importance of the occasion and sadness. Uh, yeah, Durant passing away, so Tomo was there, uh, which I thought was a, a great gesture for the club. It's a nice touch, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It was shaping up all the build-up that it was going to be a, a big game, top of the table clash. Obviously, what did you think of the starting lineup for us? Did, was there any surprises for you? 
no, really, no. Uh, he picked his, I think he picked debatably, but I think most people's opinion would be the strongest team he could pick. And to have the courage to throw, I mean, obviously he had to throw him in with the young Reese in there. It's brilliant. Throwing in the young centre-back to, to play and the way that he, he adapted himself to it was good. And for me, <clears throat> I just thought that for him also playing in front of the crowd, getting a huge round of applause when he wins the first header, it, it doesn't half help him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it was loud enough to encourage him, but not loud yeah. enough to make him afraid. And I thought I thought he did well because they too saw him and Kane in a handful. Um, so I, I thought that uh, the team that we had was more or less what we've got. Paul, um, Spurs lined up in a 4-4-2. What did you think that Mourinho was trying to do? I think it was very basic, Gav. I think it was a, a basic 4-4-2 where he had two lines of four and then waiting for an opportunity to in transition to to, to release Son or, or Kane. And then, you know, I thought when I saw it, I thought um, I thought what he might be doing is playing with three, uh, three in midfield and then playing with the winger as well. So, you know, trying to trying to exploit the space on uh, behind Trent that he leaves by playing by playing the winger on that side, and then a midfielder tucked in on the right hand side. But in the first half, um, Sissoko actually played really wide. He was he was on the touchline. He was he was playing wide. He was playing. It was a, a true four four two. And then in the second half, he changed it. He must have he mustn't have liked the fact that. Uh, the, the central midfield combination of the Celso and, and, and the other fella, Holberg. Uh, and he moves to Soko central um, to try and get a little bit more legs in there. So, um, yeah, it was very, very basic 4-4-2, deep block, don't leave any space in behind. Um, you know, get pressure on the ball when when the, the, the ball come between the lines, if the guy's facing backwards, but but don't really get sucked out of position. And it was, it made things difficult for Liverpool all man. I mean, Liverpool started brilliantly, Kenny. Um, you know, we got a goal on 26 million uh, minutes. There was a great ball from Reese Williams just before that. Did you think that was as much as we deserved uh, at that point? I think when uh, I think before the game, you knew how you knew how uh, Tottenham were going to play. You knew what their philosophy was going to be behind the ball. Let's, make it difficult for them, try and put them under pressure. We take the ball off and we'll catch them on the halt. When they're on the way out, we'll be going forward. And to be fair, there's a lot of ways to win football matches. Mm-hmm. And although that's not the most attractive way, Jose Mourinho did a, a really good job at organising them. Yeah. And you've got to give the players a lot of credit as well, the dedication they put into it. I mean, Harry Kane dropped back. Harry Kane in the second half took a, a free kick well inside his own half and knocked it past the midfield players to the front people. So, I mean, for Harry Kane to be back there, it just tells you something about, about the mentality yeah. he's put into them. He's mm. back there because he thinks he's got to break something up. But he's got to get forward. If I'm Harry yeah, Kane, there's, I'm There's buy-in for sure, isn't there? There's buy-in. I, when you see things like that, you know there's buy-in from the players. To, to that style of football. And he doesn't do it every game, it's just, but he does tend to do it in the big games. Yeah, he's done it. In the, he, he did it at Arsenal, he did it with Chelsea, he tried it with us, 
I think he, as he played Man U, I think he did it with Man U as well. A wee bit defensive. Paul, there's, there's many, many ways to win a Yeah. Game. I don't have an issue with it. You know, I, have, one thing you can have is indiscipline and selfishness on the pitch. And he didn't get that. He got a total team performance. It's not the kind of football you'd love to go and watch every week. Um, when you consider that game, the game Man City-Liverpool in the first half in that game, that was fantastic. The quality of the game, the speed of the game, and that, that game last night didn't they live up to that because it was only one team wanting to tangle. The, what, I, what I would say, Dad, to your point, I think you're, you're right. It's not the type of football that you want to go and watch every week, but I, I do have a great amount of respect for that type of football. And it's very, very effective if you get it right. Um, and I think you were saying the same thing. I think I did, yeah. yeah. You agree? I believe that. What? He's just, <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, he's just paraphrasing what I said. I'm just what? What? I'm what? In um in 2001 under Julio, when Julio's best team, we played a lot like that, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, we've played like that before. Yeah. When you vote, you play like that. Yeah. But then you would have thought against West Ham, they stream into a 3 0 lead or 3 1 lead. And West Ham get, come back to 3 0, I think, and drew 3 in the White Hart Lane. So I think after that, he started to organise the back four. But he's done a good job. Yeah, he's done a good job. He's, he's picked people for tailored to the job that he wants to be done. And if you don't do it, they won't be there. After 30 minutes, I thought we played some absolutely exceptional football. One touch, two touch. It was it was absolutely incredible. I wanted to ask you both, as managers, as in, as players, is there a point in a game where you feel like your the whole team is on it? There's a, there's like a, a, a just a general feeling amongst. Do you, is that is that something that transmits itself when you when you're playing like that? I think that you've got to be careful with a game like that because as well as they were playing, they had no goals for half an hour. Mm. Right? And sometimes you think, dear me, is this going to be one of those nights where we're going to keep forcing forward and not getting anything from it? And the goal doesn't half help them because it helps them to believe. And then they lose one quite quickly afterwards. But they kept going. They kept believing. They started the second half, thought them had uh, three good chances. In a mm. short space of time, right after, right from the kickoff, and then uh, Bergevin hit the post, and then Kane had a header where they should have done better. So they kept the belief, they kept going, and okay, it's from a set place if we score the goal, but you're allowed to score for set plays, and what a header it was for Bobby Flamini. Mm. What a header it was. So whether you deserve to win, Gavin is immaterial. The fact is, we did win. And in this in this season, when I think that most there's a lot of things you look at the calendar and teams are beating other teams, and teams who you think might have a chance of pushing forward is going to be uh, up there chasing for the league title. But I I think if Liverpool can continue edging at the results like last night, get the players back to full fitness, have a, a deeper squad to pick from than what they have at the moment. And probably maybe a better squad. We all due respect to the, the ones that are in there now. They'll need a rest probably by the time it gets into the new year. I think they keep chipping away. By the way, to win the league, you'll need to finish above them. Mm. Yeah, completely. 
Paul, you um, just going back to the, the Spurs goal, Sadio Mane tries an overhead kick and it gets caught comfortably by the goalie and he throws it out. Who did you, how did you see that goal? Did you see anyone was particularly at fault for that counter-attack? I think Jürgen spoke about it after the game, didn't he? And he said, you know, it's just uh, with the pace of Son and sometimes there's nobody to blame. Um, you can look and you can point fingers all you want, but I think that Son is is one of the the one of the hardest players to handle in in the Premier League. You know, there's when he when he gets his legs open and he's running, um, it's it, it's very difficult. And I think that if you look at the the offside decision, right, it, it, whether it's offside or whether it's not offside, they didn't. You know, I've seen them before go down with the dots and zoom in. I never got that over here with the coverage. I just got the line. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's a good line that Liverpool have got. You know, it's it's six inches off holding a good line and, and being offside. And I think that I think that in football, sometimes we, we, we when it's a goal, we overanalyze and we, we expect perfection and we want to blame someone because that's the way we are as people. But sometimes you just got to expect that if you're going to be an attacking team, you're going to get done in transition from time to time. You've just got to accept that. Hmm. It's the it's playing high risk, high reward football, isn't it? It's it's what it's but, all about. But people don't people don't people don't focus on the the amount of times that by being high and by winning the ball back high and by pressing that Liverpool have stopped that attack from happening because people place more f- focus on events that have happened than events that have stopped from happening. Hmm. You know, if, if Mane hits the overhead kick and it goes in, or he he. he he hits it and it goes out for a goal kick, then it's not it's not an issue. Mm. So sometimes you've, you've not got to overthink things. Well, when it's your team that scores a goal like that, you're paying tribute to the guy that scored the goal. Yeah. When it's your team that loses it, you're looking for a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> there was very little mistake in it, mm. right? Yeah. The VAR, it could have gone either way, right? It could have gone either way. But when he gets through, one-on-one, with, with um, Alison, by the way, he's an awesome sight. When you're coming out, you've, yeah. you cannot be seeing much to hit. But he was yeah. cool as a cucumber and rattled it into the hardest spot that he could have put it in. Yeah. So he put it in. When he took off, cheering me, he needed need a motorbike to catch him. Yeah. So and he. Alisson just leaned a little bit, didn't he? And then he just, he saw it and he just put it in the near post. It was a great finish. I don't know what he saw, but I, I know he, he set himself up to hit it in there, Paul. And yeah. whether it was, he saw Alisson move or no, he didn't have strike it away well. It was, it was a great finish. It's funny, almost exactly the same, one it, as the Bergwin. Is that how you say it, Gav? Bergwin. Is mm. that how you, you, you ah, think it's that it's his chance when he hit the post? Mm. You know, it was almost identical. Yeah. But I think he was at a wee bit different angle, Paul, a wee bit further out. But still, Alisson's an imposing, an yeah. imposing body to try and get past. And he, yeah. he, I've got it, this is going in. There's no, there's no secret Tottenham had the better chances. They had the better chance in the game, but that's not what football's about. It's not about chances. It's about how many of the chances that you take. And Liverpool, that's why the champions of everything, or have been champions of everything, is because they take the chances. It's not... It's not. It's not by. It's not by luck that when Mane, Firmino, Salah get a chance, that they they take them in important moments of the game, and that's why Liverpool are successful, and that's why Tottenham don't have any trophies. It's not about 
the better team is the one that takes the chances, not the one that has the most passes. Well, it's no, the better team is the one, the best team is the one that gets the most points. Yeah, that's right, yeah. A lot of ways I'm, quite, get I'm quite good at that. Scoring one goal, right, and losing none, you still get three. Yeah. Three, yeah. you beat four, three, by the way. Yeah. Your history. Yeah. So that, but that's where, everywhere Mourinho's been, he's been successful. Even at Manchester United, when they never went down too well, he still won the UEFA Cup or Europa League, whatever you call yeah. it, when they beat Ajax in the final. And he did a number on them as well. So he knows what he's doing. He knows what the job's about. And to be fair, he's got them. He's got them up there, nibbling away at the top spot. Something I mentioned to you, Paul, before. I mean, had that have stayed one all, everyone would have been saying Mourinho masterclass. Even if they'd have nicked it, they'd have been saying a Mourinho masterclass. He set his stall up and he's nicked a couple of goals or nicked one goal. Do you think, I personally think that's a bit generous because Liverpool had 11 shots on target, which says to me that the defending wasn't particularly well. What was bad was our, our shooting, really. No, as, listen, as the manager, like he set his team up right. They had the better chances. For me, football is not about possession, it's about control. It used to be that, you know, when, when in the Guardiola era, it was about controlling the game with the ball. You can control the game without the ball. It doesn't mm. matter how you control the game of football. You, you've got to have control in a game, either with or without the ball. And football, really, Gav, sometimes we get blinded by what happens between both boxes. But football is really a game, ultimately, about how many chances you create and how many chances you don't let the opposition create on you. And that's basically what football is about. Tottenham had better chances in Liverpool. So mm. his plan was successful. It just wasn't implemented by the players um, as well as it could be. Do you know... Do you know you've got to be careful where he starts, Cap? Go on. So really good staying a shot and target. But the keeper threw his hat in about four or five of them last night. Berglund goes through, knocks it past Allison, hits the post. That's not a shot and target. Mm. That doesn't count as a shot and target. Mm. They go, they, I don't know how they would, they would treat the one that Manny had uh, turned and smacked his left foot shot and Lloris had a great save, touched it onto the bar and we got a corner. I don't know whether that's on target or not. It must be if he's touched it, but it's mm. hit the bar. So, well, just, yeah. The balance of play, though, Kenny, I, we were so dominant. That's how it looked to me, just using my eyes but, to get stats. Yeah, but in, in, in passing, Gav, but not in shots. Tottenham had more shots than Liverpool on target and more shots in general, no? No. Spurs had two shots on target. Liverpool had 11. On target? Yeah. But Liverpool what, had but, 17 shots in total. Spurs had eight. Right, and then but how many how many big chances? Spurs had uh, four big chances, so four of the eight were, were big chances. Liverpool had yeah, no. Kane, Kane's header was a massive chance, yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, yeah, for me, I think that that's that's ultimately. I, I kind of when I'm analysing our team, I judge the game on. Yeah, I do look at the XG, but I look more on how many touches we had in the opposition box and how many touches they had in ours. It's a very basic way of analysing the game because then it shows you that you've been successful in doing what you want to do. Like you can, you can, you can get into the opposition box with combination play. You can get in there by sitting in a deep block like Mourinho did and, and leaving a bigger space to run into it from. That's, that's, it doesn't matter which way you do it, but the outcome needs to be the same. 
you need to protect your box and you need to get into their box. And that's really football golf, in my opinion, in very, very simple terms. When when you, they use the term, defend from the front, what were Tottenham's front started from? It started from the halfway line. Mm, yeah. And by the when way, you, they were really secure. Yeah. Not much space between front and the back. But yeah. it was really well organised. They never bothered about Liverpool taking short goal kicks, really. And started no. I thought, I thought he had them really well organised. I thought, I thought like even Son played a bit further in off the touch line, and Sissoko played further in, and he's got he's got a good he's got a good pair of lungs, Sissoko. He can go up and up. Ori and the others behind him. He's quite mm. he's quite. But as I say, that they're, they're good at what they do, and he's got yeah. them hand picked to fit into the system he wants. Yeah, and it suits them. And you've got to give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. But I think Tottenham, some clubs have a, a DNA about how they like to play, and Tottenham has always been free-flowing, uh, uh, score goals, maybe lose goals, but score goals and entertaining to watch. I don't see, I don't see Josie adopting that philosophy, although at the same time, it'll depend if he's a success with the results he gets. Mm. Yeah. And I think at this moment in time, he's he's, uh, he's laid his, his, his players out to say, well, listen, we're going to be hard to beat. When we go to the bigger clubs, we're going to be hard to beat. But you need to start You need to start somewhere. And he started where most people start to build a football team, and that's in the defence. Mm-hmm. When you were... Start- your point, sorry, Gav. Go on, to mate. your point, Dad, when, when you were saying about uh, where they set up the line, there was actually... I was looking at it again this morning. There was actually situations where when they gave the ball away like a Liverpool player would run forward to get pressure on the ball they were actually running back into the defensive position while the ball was going in the other direction so it was definitely a game plan to set up in a you know a deep block medium block whatever it was but they, they were actually running back into it as 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 quickly as they could in transition it was it was it was good I, I actually think Marino got it right judging by the chances that we had and the chance that they had. But I still think Liverpool played well. I think you can think both. You don't have to pick one side or the other, do you? Hmm. So, sat in the stadium, Kenny, did you feel like a Liverpool goal was coming towards the end? Yeah. I always feel there's a goal coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was something... But do you know, but do you know what I was thinking, Dad? That was like... Maybe turn the clock back a wee bit, right? When the, I mean, a long way back. When Liverpool used to grind out. I mean, it, it was a, it was an enjoyable watch, but it was a grind to get the victory. And how many times, not in the recent past, but further back than that, of Liverpool, did Liverpool go and win with a last minute goal? It was going back to the old days. Mm, yeah. Even, even, I, even going back last year. Yeah. When Villa, we scored two in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. It's brilliant, by the way. And but, when you score in the last minute, the victory always seems better and more important than yeah. what it is if you win three or four. Yeah. Yeah. The morale, the goodwill that carries into the next week of training. But it's that all the great teams have that. 
You know, Ferguson, great United teams are famous for that. You know, if you think about Aguero, uh, last-minute goal for Man City to win them the league for the first time. They, you know, all that... That was, that was the second goal. We had two or three minutes to go. The first yeah. one, they were 2-1 down that. I yeah. never realised that until I saw this through COVID, the replays. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. And, and that's that's the sign. And we, I obviously used to do regular podcasts. And I said that that was, for me, the biggest thing that Liverpool needed was the ability to win games without having to play at the best on on every occasion. And the ability to, to go, OK, didn't play great. Someone might have had better chances, but Liverpool pick up the three points. And what that does is it creates a fear factor. And I think that people used to come to Anfield and people are coming to Anfield now. Um, and they were 1-0 down before they even started because of the, the reputation and the, the environment that Anfield is. And it's, if you look at the run that Liverpool are on now, they haven't played well in all those games, but they've always found a way to get something out of the game. At the start of the season, and when Yorta started to get involved, yeah. what a good sense he was. Yeah. He was scoring the goals in the runs really turned the opposition and to add insult the injury that we'd already had the injuries with Virgil and he ends up getting injured at Fulham or somewhere last week he ends, he ends up getting injured and that's one of your that was your he was brilliant for us yeah he was in a good moment wasn't he he was in good form a really really good addition to the squad and he was proving it and he's no there and I think, I think when you look, it's all right being snide about your injuries. And there's no way in this world is, is you're going to try to blame his injuries for bad results or whatever. He's just got on with. And the important players that you have, they're the most important players on the books. They're the ones that are injured. So the, yeah. one, the ones that are injured can't help you. And that, that was a big loss losing Yota because he can, he can score a goal for you later on yeah. or he can start the game and bang them in. He was, he's been really impressive. And they've done it last night. They've got, like, Curtis Jones out there. Played really well. And Reese Williams, really well. Last year, Reese Williams is playing for Kidderminster. Mm. Harriers, which doesn't do them any problem. Doesn't do them any harm whatsoever. They can see how the other half lives. And it maybe gave them that wee bit more determination and grit to make a success of it for themselves. And he's acquitted himself very well in the games that he's played. And Curtis Jones has done the same thing. But you can't expect him to go on for too long a time. And it's it's brilliant that we've got Reese Williams to fill in because Joe Matthew picks up a couple of injuries now and again. So it's, it's good that he's got faith and he's got um, trust in him going in, in the league game. What I was going to ask you, obviously that's a fantastic result. And from, from both of your points as managers and players, Obviously, that'll be a boost to the confidence. But do you think that that might actually, that'll be like a muscle memory almost that from last season that they can now do it again? Do you think that will add to, you know, that, that'll give them the belief that they can actually go and win the league again as a shared memory? Do you, do you understand what I mean? I don't think there is. I don't think there ever, ever would be any complacency. Right? Because he won it last year. Don't mean to say you're going to win it this year, mm. but because you enjoyed it so much, winning it last year, the second year's even better. So I think it would only incentivise them, and I think this maybe just give them a wee lift 
maybe thinking we've got a few injuries, are we going to be able to do it? To beat the team that's top of the league, albeit in goal difference, and you go above them, that gives them a huge lift. And anybody that maybe thought they were struggling a wee bit in the games or they're not quite at the peak, that helps him as well. Yeah. I mean, don't kid yourself on. No, everybody's super, super confident. And they need to be boosted it. And some of them did get a huge boost last night. Salah, Salah, gee, he worked his socks off last night going backwards. Mm. To, try and get, uh, to try and get the ball back to us. He was impressive last night with the work rate that he did defensively. Mm. So everybody would take something positive for the game. And that's all you need. And other people might be sitting looking at the game. Same as what they would have done when Fergie's was scoring in the last minute. They'd be saying, oh, no. That same again. And I hope people love it that with us. Mm, yeah. It's frustrating for other people. It is when a team does, that, does it. it. It is frustrating. And I think, just going back to the mindset, the culture that has been set by the manager at Liverpool is it's unrivaled in world football for me. The, the culture that he creates at the, at the club. And one of the, one of the big things is the, you know, one game at a time. If you hear all the players talk, they are now, they're all bought into the culture and, and just saying that it will give them a psychological boost, you know, going above Spurs and scoring last minute. It's great for team morale. But I think that if Liverpool had drawn that, they'd still have been motivated in the next game. If Liverpool had lost that, they'd still be motivated in the next game because it's always just about the next game. Um, and I think, as I said, I think I mentioned it before on this, where it, it was really, really resonated with me when I watched Robbo and, and Trent talking, and, and they they mentioned about every game's important when you play for Liverpool. Every game's the most important game. The next game's the most important game when you play for Liverpool, and and it's true. You know that's the mentality that they've got. And he was half joking, Robbo, um, but it's that's that's obviously been drummed into them on a daily basis. And so I, I don't, I don't get too concerned whether they win or whether they lose because I know that they're going to turn up in the right frame of mind for the next one. Hmm. Before, um, just to round off the, the little thoughts of the game, who was your man of the match, both of you? Who do you think, Jock? I thought I thought Ronaldo worked his socks off. Mm. I thought he did well. I thought the the front three had uh, they had a real game in their hand because they, they defensively they, they were good. The back four were good for them, well organised and competitive. And I thought Genie worked really hard. I thought Curtis Jones did really well. Mm-hmm. And really defensively they weren't really tested, but it's. You can't underestimate the importance of Andy Robertson bursting forward and working across him. Yeah. He lifts the crowd. He lifts yeah, that's the... my guy. Right? So, I mean, man of the match to me is not really that important. It's the fact we won the game. I think I think Jurgen's antiques are in the touchline. I think that helps him. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that helps him. And it doesn't, doesn't help the opposition. Like Mourinho got frustrated last night, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jurgen was doing that to wind him up. He was fuming. He mentioned it after the game. He said, well, know, "You have to deal with this." The Atlantic's well, it's worked, isn't it? It's well, worked for him. <laughs> well, apparently, 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 I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> apparently, Mourinho went up to the final whistle and said, "The best team didn't win tonight." That's what he said. So, 
And then uh, he brought it up again in his post-match interview as well. But that, that's even better, Paul. Yeah. He scored in the last yeah. minute. Yeah. For somebody not to think you were the best team. Aye. Yeah. No matter. Makes <laughs> 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 victory even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> know that it's mine. Yeah. Know that it's Tottenham. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. No, no. I, I, Andy Robertson for me. You know, it's the... the the ball he put in for a goal, you know, you, you've got a Salah, Andy Robertson, every, you, you get used to them, you know, you get used to the, the productivity uh, and it's, you sometimes take them for granted and then I think with, you know, Curtis Jones was brilliant but because you don't expect it, you almost presume that he's played better than what he did, you know, because he's new, he's like a new toy and you, you prefer your new toy but every single week, Salah, Robertson, top, top, top draw. Uh, and I think Robbo last night was was absolutely fantastic, you know. And then even even Jordan, you know, driving a team forward yeah. and controlling the team. I mean, you could go through all of them, but I just think last night I just thought that uh, I thought Robbo was brilliant. Mm. I agree. But you for the young boys to be playing at that level, right? When you see all the stories of the injuries and. I mean, everybody's talking about Thiago missing, yeah. they're talking about Virgil missing, the two boys are in playing. You've got Oxlade, which is great to see him back when Oxlade, Jamelin back on the bench here, getting close to fitness. Uh, the young boys, Paul, there's, there's a way yeah. older. I mean, it's, and it's the stresses and strains, and they're no last off season. Yeah. But by the way, what they've done so far has been a huge bonus for them and for the yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, yeah, and it's a, it's a credit, you know, to as you said, first thing at the beginning, which is a credit to the manager for putting his trust in them. You know, the, the young ones, he, he's not scared to give a young player a chance. And I'm, so I'm looking at it now and I'm going, okay, I'm a young player, I'm a young player. Like, where do I want to go? You know, because sometimes, it, sometimes if it's a Man City or a Chelsea in the past, you know, you look at it and you go, do young players really get a chance? You know, is it, how how do I get in that team? And I think the one thing about Liverpool that I'm, I'm, I'd, you'd look at is go, they're the best team in the world. But if I'm a young player, I can get a chance in there as well because they don't carry a big squad. They they, they carry a, a squad and if someone gets injured, Jürgen will give them a chance. He's got the confidence to give young players a chance. And for me, it's just, it, it's brilliant. You know, if I'm, if I'm in the academy or I'm a young player deciding where I want to go next, it, it's it's perfect, isn't it, at the moment, Liverpool? Because if you you, you get a chance, well, but that age chance, isn't a, the chances are risen, Paul, for the kids in a way that you wouldn't want it to come, and that's through injuries, right? But, but yeah, it's, it, it gives gives the kids huge belief, and the, yeah. the really important thing for the boys is when the rest of the players get back, and maybe they've got to go back to. Maybe play some twenty-three games or, or whatever. How they react and they respond to that, yeah. right? So, and I'm sure the boys will go back and they'll be as level-headed as they were before they went there. They'll be yeah. confident, but they'll not be overconfident. The games that they've yeah. played, they've done really well in, and it shouldn't do them any harm. And going back, they might be a wee bit disappointed, but if they don't keep up the level, they'll not get the opportunity to come back in. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the toughest one, Dad. 
That, that's the toughest one, isn't it? That as a for a young player, if you get a little taste of first team football, then you're back in the reserves. How you motivate yourself? That's when you learn a lot about a player's character. When you, when when that happens, so uh, it's it really is a thing in football. And I don't, but to be fair, that reserve team football doesn't really exist anymore, does it? Because a lot of the the squad players don't play in the twenty threes anymore. You've got to use it to keep yeah. as close as you can. Yeah. Like to be as good as you can if you get asked to go back in. Even yeah. if you're on the bench and somebody gets injured and you've got to go in, you've got to, yeah. be, you've got to be ready. I think, and, and you know the other thing as well, Dad, that I'd say, I think from what they've done, from what they've done when they've played, there'll be a whole host of suitors that might want to take them on loan so they can keep playing first team football. No, you, you can't put anybody else out on loan. I'm saying, you're saying when the guys get fit, when the, the guys return I, from injury. I mean, I don't see any of them even looking at that this season. And I would, yeah. think, I would think that the positivity, especially Curtis, he'll not be going in loan anywhere, Paul, even if everybody's fit. No, he's, a, he's an established first-team player yeah, now. He's an experienced player and getting rid of Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think the... And then obviously Gav was trying to wrap up and we've kept talking, but if... if do you think that the Wijnaldum situation with his contract expiring has... You know, made made Curtis's Jones his development less of a problem with Genie. Genie's brilliant. I love Genie. I'm one of Genie's. You know, I, I love what he does for Liverpool. But with the emergence of Curtis Jones, does that make it less pressure for Liverpool to to re-sign Genie Wijnaldum? Maybe it puts more pressure on Genie. Maybe he thinks if I sign, I might not get a game. Curtis has already put me out. <laughs> well, Daddy, but for me, I think it's a tribute to Genie. How dedicated his energy is, or whatever you call it, how dedicated he is to getting Liverpool positive results. The work that he puts in, the effort he puts in, the commitment he's got. Paul, if I should make some play, don't give him a contract. Yeah. The end of the season before you give him it. If I should yeah. him forward. But there's one yeah. thing, Gina Ronaldo won't ever come off a pitch without trying his very best. Yeah. It might never it might never it might never be the it might not always be the best, but he'll always have tried to be of his best. And he'll he'll work his socks off. Yeah. The same I'd, I'd, contractor whether he's no. Yeah. I'd I'd love to be in a situation where you can have both. But obviously there's finances in football as well that you've got to accommodate everybody in. But he's I love Gene. And that Curtis is gonna be I think he's going to be a top player. Yeah, I think he's going to be a top top player. It's funny, just on that, it was what you said about he might he might replace me. I remember coming off the pitch uh, training at Liverpool when Gerard was only 16, 17, and we were training, and it was uh, Jamie Redknapp said, you know, we, we were talking about some replacing someone, and then Gerard was walking off, and he said, well, he's going to replace all of us. And it was funny. It, I don't know why, but it, it stuck in my head at this time. And then you go and see what Gerard did. So it, you know, it's no doubt that players look at young players coming through and go, "He might take my place." And it's a, it's definitely a motivating factor for senior players. But that's a great thing for a club to have. Yeah, the yeah. fact the first team players can see the young players. Yeah, and the young players at Liverpool get up to train. Yeah, they train with the first team squad several yeah. days, right? And that's great for the the first team players, and it's great for the young boys. 
for yeah. the young boys, for the boys in the first team to even be talked to them on the same pitch as them, that must yeah. be a huge lift. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's no, I don't. I think we've done really well over the past few years with young players, and I think it's partly because of that. Mm. Definitely. And also recruitment and ability, everything goes into it. But it's yeah, you've got to give great training. Got to, got to give Ian Graham and Barry Hunter a little bit of credit as well, hey, for for the recruitment, and then obviously the academy guys for the development of the players. You know, Alex Inglethorpe and and all the guys there. It's listen. It's, I, I'm just. It's well, funny, you, you know. You don't get successful football club if you yeah. don't have a good backroom staff, right? And yeah. the backroom staff is he's just the manager and the coach and the director yeah. and the fitness guy uh, um, in the first team. It's throughout the whole club. Yeah. It's throughout the whole club. If everybody sticks to their own job, does their job properly and the best of their ability, and that's a good level if you've got ability, then they're going to have a better chance of being successful. And I think that's Liverpool's back to where it was before. People in at any position they they uh, hold in at the football club, if they're good at that, by the way, the football club will worry. Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Normally, as a Liverpool, you know, for years as a Liverpool fan, you were going, "Oh, we need to do this or we need to do this." You're actually looking at the club, going, "How you know everything's there? You know, it's it's everything's in place. The academies." Moving to the same facility as the 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 first team, Evans coming together in, in Kirby. The the it's it's just we're it's now the club that teams to be are looking at, saying, "I wish we were like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been a long process, Gavin. We've earned it, mm. but it but it really is the case. Mm. Kenny, even, even the thing that even the thing that you said about inviting Phil Thompson to the game, like that's important. You know, like for me, that that shows that the club at every single level, boardroom level, ownership level, is doing the right thing. You know, doing the right thing, like making the right decision most of the time. But the, there's no one person can be involved in every decision. So yeah. So it's somebody, right, who's there to suggest it. Yeah. It takes the other, it takes the people that are going to decide who comes, right? Yeah. Then the ability to say yes or no. And they're yeah. always going to say yes because yeah. it's in the best interest of everybody. Yeah. And it was a great decision. It's all, yeah, and it's really important. Like that makes me feel good about my football club. Mm. Ah. Good. So, um, don't feel well, good about your beard, Gav. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, Listen, I, I feel good about the football for a minute, club. right? So I've prepared something before I let you go. It's going to take like five minutes. Kenny, are you, are you all right? Have you got five minutes? I don't know, Gav. It depends like, what you want. What I wanted to do was, I don't, you probably don't. I'm just going through a tunnel. I'm just going through a tunnel. <laughs> you probably don't remember this, but at Paul's wedding in Vegas, me and you had a chat by the bar. And I asked you about one of the goals that you'd scored and you took me through it, how you saw it. And what I wanted to do, you probably don't remember, but it was amazing to listen to. So what I wanted Not many to, of us remember that, mate, Gov. I've got... <laughs> I've got... I wasn't even meant to be getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, I've got a few goals to show you and I wondered if you could talk us through them. Well, Are you let's, ready? Let's see the goals here first. 
Okay, well, let's, let's see. So hopefully I've got the technology working, right? So the goal I was talking about was the 1978 goal, the European Cup final, but I've got others, but I'll play that one first. So can you see that now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Let's play the goal. And here's Dalglish. Over his head nicely, and uh, De Kubo was there, but so is Saunas there. What do you remember about this, Kenny? Now Dalglish, right. across the face of the goal! Just look at that. Say that again, sorry, I couldn't hear you. I, just, I see the first thing I remember, it's just going through my head, just knock it in, back in towards the middle of the goal. I don't know who's there, right? But it should be somebody there, mm. just to keep it alive. And then the next bit, you, you try, the guy goes to head it out and you try to keep on side. It goes to Graham, so I've got to get half ton. Because there's a chance I'm going to get it. And he went into a block with a guy and it broke to me. And the goalkeeper had gone nearly a couple of times before. And I thought, well, let's see if he's, I hope he's going to do it again. So I just dipped the shoulder a wee bit and chipped in. That's the bit I remember you telling me that Terry Mack had gone through. You said to me that you yeah. felt like Terry Mack had gone through a few times, whereas he'd actually only gone through one. once. Yeah. yeah. Somebody went through one and one and he went down early. Yeah. Okay. Very consistent. Yeah. Okay. Let's try another one then. Uh, Let's try this one. You can see that now, yeah? Oh, it's Scotland. Dalglish. That's a great turn by Dalglish. Chance now on for Scotland. Dalglish is missed. That was a cross. (laughs) What do you Uh, remember about that? I remember we could beat 3 2. <laughs> no, the, the guy, the guy had marked us, and it, it was, he must obviously been given a job to man Marcus. Yeah. So I knew he was going to be kind of tight to me, and he just take a chance, guy. It's just a gamble. Flick it the outside of your foot and try and get round him. He's not yeah. go first time. And if it landed at somebody else's foot, I was unlucky. But I, I got round and got on it. I had to step back away from the, the goal line and then just aim for the far corner. Left foot. That, the, By the way, Gav, it's okay. It wasn't just for uh, decoration, the left foot. You know, sometimes it worked. <laughs> A lot of times uh, it <laughs> But did you not use the floodlights at Hamden? Oh, that wasn't Do you know that one? Do you know that, that one, Gav? Ask well, him about the floodlights, what, how he used the floodlights. That was in Brussels. Sunshine, Paul. Sunshine or floodlights? Right. Both. Struggled a wee bit with the floodlights when they were scoring them, but... <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Is that, is that no, true? what he used to... Tell him what he used to do. So what he, what he says he used to do is, he used to... Because everyone said, oh, how do you turn? How do you know which way to turn? And how could you turn? You, and everyone thought about his ass. But what he used to do is he used to look at the reflection from the floodlights or from the sun and see where the defender's shadow was. No. And then if the shadow was on this side, he'd go that way. If it was on the other side, he'd go the other way. That's true. Sometimes you have. But that's why he said when there was four shadows that came off the floodlights, he was fucked because he didn't know which <laughs> <one to> turn. <laughs> right, I've got another go. I've got a few more, so if you don't mind. What about this one here? See if you like this one. Arch oh, Wigan. That's me. This is Here Stoke. we go, son. Look at this. They seem to uh, 
Muscle can around Look possession. At that. Ball over the top. Can a uh, rather little encourage to chase. And he's got possession of it, does really well. Wigan legend, Lugo. Utilizes Paul Dalglish. Look at Dalglish this, Gav. the box. Drives towards goal. What a oh, save! Me. What a fantastic Cross. goal! Yeah, <laughs> Paul Dalglish. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, mate. That one. So, so See, this one at one the end. Get out. Anyway, the keeper is super glue in his boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great goal, that Paul. I've never seen that before. Neither did the goalkeeper. <laughs> it's a was good it, goal, it mate. wasn't me. It did wasn't me. It do you remember it? Me. Do you remember what? it? I remember it. Yeah, it was. We we battered them. I think it was five one or something. Six two. I think it was. Five yeah, six two. So I remember it well. Hey, mm. who were you playing? <laughs> Stoke. Stoke. But I was. I think it was towards the end of the game. Well, you're sub anyway, weren't you? Two no. digits. Squad numbers 31, wasn't it? Oh, so I think, a Wigan, I don't know. I don't know my squad numbers. I think it was about the fourth goal, wasn't it? That one. Yeah. yeah. Another one. You ready? So then away go Everton. Oh yeah, oh, I remember this one. Capacity crowd. Twenty-eight seconds. A sellout crowd. Twenty-eight seconds. This one. Everton having won the last three derby matches, but as Kenny Dalglish says, terrible celebration. What are you trying to do that the thing for? Look at that, my passy George. Watch this. What you do with your hand now? What you do? I can't do that. What a spectacular! <laughs> I could never do that. I saw Alan Brazil do it, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that. it. Ah, I can't do that. That was a thing in the eighties, wasn't it? The, the <laughs> they were but all at was, it. Well, I remember most of it that game. Uh, they get back to three two. Mm, yeah, and um, we were kicking into the parking. And somebody's chipped in, Phil Neal came on sub, and he chipped it into the box. And somebody was Kevin, like, but one of the defenders was in front, and I'm going, what oh, just missing? Right? So I stepped back, took it in my chest, pointed it towards the goal, and I'm about eight yards out, and that might be stretching a wee bit, but about eight yards out, right in the middle of the goal. So I went like that, I went like that to Neville Soudal, and he dived, and I went, just pushed it to the left. Missed it. <laughs> Dad, is that the one? Is is that the one that you watch it every time you watch it? You still think it's going in? No, it's the next one. Twice <laughs> in three or yeah. four minutes, the same thing. No, I did the same thing, and I'm thinking, it's got, even I'm watching it. I know I missed it. I'm thinking this is a goal. It's going to be a goal. No, I missed it. So we're lucky that we won three two. If they get had the draw, they'd be muffled. Hey, psychologists would have a field day on that. You've spoke more about the chances you missed than the goals you scored. <laughs> there's something to be learned there. By the way, there's no big, I mean, the, the, the goal, I, I just hit it. I knew where it was going, but I just hit it. Yeah. You ready? Got another one? Oh, God. Is this, Kenny, is this Ipswich you're playing against? Yeah. It's been played short for Douglas. <laughs> Not a bad one. Similar, isn't it? Like, that's not unlike the Belgian goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and the goalkeeper was only small. It was Paul Cooper, the goalkeeper. We used to love that, didn't you? Going goal. short, for, used to love taking corners and and because you loved finishing from that angle. Used to love like going and taking short corners and funny mm-hmm. getting into that position. We played them at we played them at Ipswich. Oh, I can't remember when it was, but I'd done them at Anfield, chipped them. Maybe it was Paul Cooper or Phillips was another goalie. Anyway, I've chipped them, so we're going to Portman Road and we're playing, and I don't know if it's the same season or the next season. And I've checked inside with the left on my right foot and I've looked up and he's taken a couple of steps back towards his goal because he thinks I'm going to bend it to his left and I just drilled it low to the right. Yeah. <laughs> never even died, he was still running backwards. <laughs> he said, I thought you were going to chip me. I was surprised. I was unexpected. I was surprised going through your... I, I went through a video of your goals. I was surprised how many you'd scored with your left foot. Gavin. Gavin, come on. Because obviously, you know, remember I well, was... Well, but why if I scored with a header? Oh, oh, the one against... You headers as well. The one that shot me. Now, the famous one for Scotland against Wales at Anfield. That was a good I, header. Oh, that was... came off a corner. It was just one that came off the side of the head, Paul. When he jumped, he went from five five eight to five two. <laughs> right, one more goal, boys. All right, Paul. You, I don't know whether you've seen this. Livingston. This is a great goal. Great footage, isn't it? Great quality. Uh, I like to watch this. Quick there, lad. Yeah, I know. It's because my hair was falling out. Go on, son. Oh, gee, to me, Pedro. Yeah, so you follow my career well. You've not seen either of them. Oh, I don't like the celebration. <laughs> but that's, that's why my hair fell out, because I ran that fast. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant, boys. Well, listen, thank you. Uh, thanks by the way, Gav, there was yeah. another goal I never saw, it, right? But he scored at Celtic Park. When you went there with Hibs, didn't you? Yeah. And the punters all started clapping. The Celtic punters started clapping. Yeah, yeah, but not for long because then the, they went. They scored the winner. We got oh. to we got it back to one one. It was. Do you know that was a funny game because I think it was we were we delayed Christmas then because it was around. It must have been Boxing Day or Christmas Day, and what we said is I was driving back down to Southport for Christmas. So we said, so, but that game, I was going to get in the car straight after the game and drive back down. So the game, something happened with the floodlights at Parkhead and the lights failed. So the game was delayed and I'm thinking, oh no, I'm, going to be, I'm not going to get back to Southport till late. And then uh, obviously it was Paul Lambert was the manager and obviously Celtic legend uh, managing and he, so I, I, it's one nil and we, listen, you go to Parkhead, you get, you get battered. You know, that's just, part and parcel of it but we 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 managed to win the ball back broke to me scored 1-1 one, one, and we're I'm thinking oh run over run over to Paul Lambert I'm thinking oh my god we're going to get a point in park <laughs> what was the guy named the Japanese guy that it took a freaking Nakamoto Na, oh, Nakamura Nakamoto Nakamoto <laughs> is he like Nakamura a... <laughs> I don't know what's coming to our table if you're ordering I'm not ordering. 
But uh, they, yeah, no, and then he scored a great goal, great goal, and it was like just all right, yeah, we lost. But yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Listen, boys, um, brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. I know it went on probably a bit longer than you you thought, but you seem to be enjoying yourself. So I was just let you chat between you amongst you. But uh, thanks very much for your time. And um, we 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 put, we charge by the hour, Gav. What? We charge by the hour. We just we just we, we just saw the more money coming in. We didn't. We were waiting for you to stop us. <laughs> um, Better some more t-shirts, Gav. I'm just going through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, Paul, Kenny, thank you very much. And uh, if you're watching this, don't forget to give us a subscribe and uh, a link, uh, a little click of the, uh, the bell button to get the notifications. Thanks very much. See you again. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.